This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. Today is April the 27th, 2021, the second day of the last week of the fourth month of the year. Looking forward to today's show. We got Trust Tuesday, sports wrap both nationally and local, and talking a little bit about what's going to happen this evening. But let's first start in the world of national sports. Let's first start in college football. Representative Anthony Gonzalez, a former Ohio State football player, reintroduced on Monday the bipartisan bill that would give college athletes the right to earn money through endorsements and sponsorship deals. In a statement, the NCAA said it would value the bipartisanship of the bill. Their House bill will strengthen the college athletic experience and support the NCAA and its members to modernize names, image, and likeness, but not pay student-athletes or turn them into employees of the college or the university. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Florida State linebacker Geno Hayes, who was 33 years old, died yesterday after being diagnosed with liver disease two years ago. He had been placed into hospice care at his parents' home in Georgia earlier this month. Hayes told ESPN before entering the hospital last month that he had been placed on a waiting list for a liver transplant at the Mayo Clinic in December, but after being hospitalized over 20 times in this past year. Seven women filed a federal class action lawsuit against Louisiana State University and its leadership Monday, with the university's former president and athletic director as well as the athletic fundraising group among those names at defendant, according to a copy of the lawsuit that was obtained by ESPN. According to the 118-page document, the women attended the Baton Rouge campus at some point between the years of 2013 and 2021 and they were victims of sex-based discrimination, including rape, assault, harassment, stalking, all done by male student athletes at LSU. Women included three former LSU tennis players, two former student workers in the football recruiting office, a former student and a current student. The alleged a conspiracy by defendants to keep them quiet and deprive them of their constitutional and federal rights in order to protect the reputation and income of LSU athletes. They are seeking $5 million in damages. Now on to college basketball. Iowa guard Jordan Bohannon cashed in with extra eligibility and will stay at Iowa for his sixth season, returning for the 2021-22 season. Due to COVID pandemic, the NCAA has granted eligibility relief for winter sport athletes in 2021. Bohannon is a career record holder in assists with 639, three-pointers made with 364. His free throw percentage is 89%. He's played in 143 games, and he ranks ninth in scoring at 1,638 points. He says, I am beyond excited to return to Iowa for my sixth year. Last year never felt right with no fans in attendance. I'm looking forward to providing leadership to the young guys this up-and-coming season and help them along the way of this incredible journey. At the University of Maryland, Mark Turgeon announced the hiring of Danny Manning to the program's coaching staff as an assistant coach. 
Manning's basketball resume is unprecedented. It highlights being a member at the collegiate level basketball hall of fame, as well as a two-time first team All-American, the number one overall selection in the 1988 NBA draft, as well as an NCAA champion and as an assistant coach. He was also two-time division one head coach and Olympian. I am thrilled to add Danny to our coaching staff, Mark Turgeon said. I've known Danny for a long time, going back to our days as teammates at Kansas, and I cannot say enough about him as a coach and as a human being. He has seen it all in the game of basketball and will bring unparalleled experience to our program. Danny has a history of recruiting the DMV region and has many ties locally as well as nationally. I'm excited for him to get to College Park and meet the tremendous guys we have in our locker room and get going out by recruiting players in their area all for college athletics let's switch gears and go to major league baseball from last night the baltimore orioles beat the yankees four to two the kansas city royals beat the tigers three to two the cleveland indians beat the twins five to three the atlanta braves beat the cubs eight to seven freddie freeman hit a three-run homer to get them going the athletics beat the rays two to one the marlins topped the brewers eight to zero the phillies beat the cardinals two to one the angels beat the rangers nine to four ohani strikes out nine as well as hitting a home run the astros beat the mariners five to two the giants stomped the rockies 12 to zero and in 10 innings last night the reds beat the dodgers five to three that is their second extra inning game loss this week to tonight's games the orioles play the yankees the nationals are in florida to take on the blue jays the Twins are in Cleveland to play against the Indians. The Royals travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. The Red Sox are in New York, but they're taking on the Mets, not the Yankees. Brooklyn remains in Tampa Bay to take the Rays. The Cubs remain in Atlanta to take on the Braves. The Marlins are still up north taking on the Brewers. The Phillies are in St. Louis to play against the Cardinals. Anaheim is at Texas to take on the Rangers. The Detroit Tigers are in the Windy City to take on the Chicago White Sox. The Mariners are in Houston to play against the Astros. The San Diego Padres are in the desert to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Giants are on a homestand against the Rockies. And in the nightcap tonight, the Los Angeles Dodgers host the Cincinnati Reds. That is all for baseball. Now on to NBA basketball from last night. Corey Joseph scored 15 points to lead the Pistons over the Hawks, 100-86. to the Lakers beat the Magic 114 to 103. Dennis Schroyer has 21 points to lead the Lakers. The 76ers beat the Thunder 121 to 90. Joel Embiid has 21 points. In overtime, the Spurs beat the Wizards 146 to 143. DeMar DeRozan had 37 for San Antonio, while Bradley Beal had 45 for the Wizards, while Russell Westbrook had 22 points, 14 assists, and 13 rebounds. Devin Booker scores 33 points to lead the Suns to a 118-110 to victory over the Knicks. Derrick Rhodes had 22 points for the Knicks. The Raptors beat the Cavaliers 112-96. Pascal Siakam had 25 points for Toronto. The Bulls beat the Heat 110-102. Daniel Theus had 23 points and 12 rebounds to lead the Bulls, while Jimmy Butler had 33 for Miami. The Timberwolves beat the Jazz 105-104. to D'Angelo Russell had 27 to lead Minnesota. Mike Conley had 29 for Utah. The Pelicans beat the Clippers 120-103. to Lonzo Ball had 18 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists to lead the Pelicans. And DeMarcus Cousins had 16-11 and to lead the Clippers. The Nuggets beat the Grizzlies 120-96. Michael Porter Jr. had 31 points for Denver, while John Morant, 
continues on his tear with 27 points for the Grizzlies. In the nightcap, the Sacramento Kings beat the Dallas Mavericks 113-106. Reaching Holmes had 24 points for Sacramento, while Luka Doncic had 24 for the Mavericks. Now on to tonight's games. The Thunder traveled to Beantown to take on the Celtics. The Bucks are in Charlotte to play against the Hornets. The Trailblazers are in Indianapolis to take on the Pacers. The Nets travel to Tampa to take on the Raptors. The Timberwolves are in Houston to play against the Rockets. And TNT game of the night, the Warriors host the Mavericks. That is all for NBA basketball. Now on to the NFL. Three weeks after the San Francisco 49ers bold trade up to the number three pick in this coming draft this week, Kyle Shanahan said that the team is already comfortable enough to draft three of the top five quarterbacks, but the team could get there with number fours and number fives. Over the past month, Shanahan, the general manager, John Lynch, and their staffs have put in the remaining work to not only see if they can get comfortable with all five of them, which include Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, BYU's Zach Wilson, Alabama's Mac Jones, North Dakota State's Trey Lance, and Ohio State's Justin Fields, but also decide which one is best suited for their choice. It is always interesting to see what happens on draft day. Let's stay in the NFL and talk about the Green Bay Packers. Just because the Green Bay Packers have not restructured or extended Aaron Rodgers' contract does not mean they won't in the coming days or either this week after the draft or in the coming months before the season starts. That's where general manager Brian Gunekis left things on Monday. Gunekis and the salary cap guru Russell Ball spent the winter and spring reworking deals in order to create salary cap space to re-sign running back Aaron Jones, who has been one of the marquee free agents if he was put out there. We have not touched Aaron's contract as of yet. That's kind of something we're working on. You know it's something we need to talk about. We have been talking about through this salary cap situation, which is really a two-year situation. We looked at a lot of different things. Aaron has no more guaranteed money left on the $134 million extension that he signed in 2018 that runs through 2023. Aaron is our guy and is going to be our quarterback for the foreseeable future. We're excited about the kind of things that we're going to try to accomplish here in the next couple years. We certainly think that with this contract that we're talking about and we'll work through, we're going to have a probability of a few things and a few different contracts as we head towards the season, and we will have no cap issue in 2022. So we are not done yet. We've done a lot to get here, and we're still going to be working forward. As a Packer owner and fan, this is really good news. And the last portion of sports today, LeBron James' rookie card sells for a record $5.2 million last night. 2003 Upper Deck Executive Collection RPA Rookie Patch Autograph Parallel LeBron James card numbered out of 23 was sold privately for $5.2 million yesterday. The sale ties the all-time record for any card with the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle Purchase Card by Rob Goh this past January. That 9.5 James, one of two ever graded that high by Beckett, sold for 1.85 before this one sold for 5.2. That is all in the world of national sports. Tuesday Trust when we come back. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in my wildest dream podcast. We are going to talk Trust Tuesday. We're also going to talk about how we can trust ourselves in growing forward and growing. We are very good at preparing to live, but we're not very good at living. 
We know how to sacrifice 10 years for a diploma and we're willing to work very hard to get a job, a car, a house, and so on. But we have difficulty remembering that we are alive in the present moment and that moment is only going to be there for a short amount of time. We truly don't trust that moment. I broke this down into three categories or areas. The first one's planting the seeds for growth. There's truly no substitute for preparation. Harvesting our aspirations will always require a little bit of investment, time, energy, sweat, equity to manifest our vision into a reality. Each day, as I talked about yesterday, is a unique opportunity within itself to venture beyond our comfort zones to prepare socially, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually. You plant seeds every single day in the world and in others with every thought you think, every word you speak, and every action you take. We have influence. We're making a dent in the universe no matter how you do it, and that's in a very real way. Number two, good people mantra. Goodness requires balancing ideals and realities while remaining true to our values. The five principles of goodness form the good people mantra for both business and life. Put people first, now and in the future. Assist others in reaching their full potential. Prioritize values over results. Harmonize the components of practicing goodness, including tensions. Strive for goodness when it's easy and when it's difficult. And the last part of this is number three, lessons before dying. Here are the most common regrets as people lie on their deathbed. Not enough travel, not following their passions, not daring to take risks, too much time on worrying, too little time with loved ones, caring too much about what others think, not showing real feelings and emotions to people that they love, not fully living in the present and enjoying the amazing moments that are around them. In the end, these things matter the most. How well did you love, how fully did you live, and how deeply did you let go? These are the most important things that I took from all of this. I wanted to pass that along today here with regards to Trust Tuesday. The question I have for you guys to think about today is, what is required of me today to put myself in the best position for me to thrive tomorrow? Think about that. When we come back right after this, we'll talk about what happened yesterday in local sports. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream podcast. Let's talk about local sports from yesterday. We're first going to start on the softball field. Clear Spring beat South Hagerstown 5-0. Chloe Hess pitched a one-hit shutout with 18 strikeouts as the Blazers defeated the Rebels on Monday. She also went 2-for-2 two two at the plate. Abby Byers hit a solo home run, and Chloe Mills had a double to lead Clear Spring. South, who fell to 3-3 three three on the season, was led by Maddie Wade, who pitched a complete game with 11 strikeouts, and Molly Morris hit the only double for South. Hancock beat North Hagerstown 3-2 yesterday. Megan Oberholzer pitched a no-hitter with 15 strikeouts, and Vivian Matcher hit a walk-off double in the bottom of the eighth inning as the Panthers beat the Hubs, who fall to 0-7 on Monday. Laura Golden and Matcher each had two hits for Hancock, who are now 2-5. In baseball, Clear Spring beat South Hagerstown 13-0. Caden Bakedel, Braden Wade, and Jacob Hall each had two hits for the Blazers, who are now 7-1 on the season, in their victory over the Rebels, who fall to 0-8. Clayton Boyer pitched four innings for the win, striking out seven. St. Maria Goretti beat Musselman 8-4 yesterday. 
Riley Hardabay had three hits, including two doubles and three RBIs for the Gales, who got a strong start from Frankie Corsi as they improved to 10-2 and on the season with the win over the Appleman. Corsi allowed one run on five hits with two walks while striking out 10 in five innings. Cameron Motes added three hits and an RBI for Goretti, while Corsi helped his cause with two hits, including a double. Jacob Myers had three hits for Musselman. Calvary beat Heritage 9-7. Mason Oates had three hits and two RBIs for the Eagles in another Monday loss. Cole Horse added two hits and two RBIs for Heritage, who fall to 1-6 on the year. Oates did double twice while scoring three runs. Jason Langsinger drove in two runs, and Nick McDaniel had a double and an RBI. Carroll Christian beat Grace 11-1. The Knights were held to one hit, a single by Markel Campbell, and a five-inning loss. Jason Rooney had the one RBI for Grace. And last night's game at Municipal Stadium. Playing under the lights at the Muni is something that you always cherish as a high school athlete. Last night we got to see that game as Smithsburg beat Williamsport 5-4 in a bang-bang play at the plate where the runner was called safe in the bottom of the 7th. In Washington County, especially high school baseball, there's no bigger venue, as I just said. And this game lived up to it. Back and forth game. Um, awesome at bats in the seventh inning. You know, they were down 4-3, to three, Smithsburg was. They came back, and the stage was set. Moser and Black advanced on a wild pitch. Luke Barnes greeted with a single to left to score Moser. Black took third. Williamsport elected to intentionally walk D.J. Miller to load the bases, forcing an out at any base. Claudio hits a ground ball, play at the plate, and boom, safe, and the game is over. So, like I said, it was an awesome game to be at. The Leopards are now 4-4. Four and four. They're really rolling. The Wildcats are 3-5 and five and trying to get themselves back and going. My brother does coach Williamsport. I talked to him after the game, and he said that's the most spunk they've showed in a while, which is also a positive thing for a young team to build off of. That is all for the world of what happened last night in sports. Tonight, I will be at Valley Baseball watching a Little League game after I have dinner with my girls. and looking forward to that. That is all for today's show. Thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast, and we will talk to you soon.